Resurrection Assembly of God Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. The 20th of February, 2022 Today's scriptures come from Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 23, John chapter 10 verses 1 through 18, and John chapter 5 verses 1 through 29, The Good Shepherd. Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. 
But Jesus answered them, My Father is working until now, and I am working. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing, and greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Let's pray. Lord, give us eyes to see and give us ears to hear the voice of Christ who calls us from the grave. Amen. Do you remember wait, this, you know, back in the day? There's this scene in the movie Shrek, especially those parents or, you know, young people in the room. There's a scene in the movie Shrek, and Shrek is talking about ogres being like onions because they have layers. That's what scripture is like. Onion, full of layers. Or a tapestry with many different threads weaving a big grand picture. So today as we unpack what Jesus did and said in John chapter 5, there are a few threads, a few oniony layers I want us to keep in sight to focus on. First, I want to focus on Jesus, the good shepherd. Second, the significance of waters and hours, which has been running all through the Gospel of John so far. And third, the authority of Jesus. They don't necessarily flow in some logical formula, this plus this plus this. Rather, they are the undercurrents of all that Jesus says and does in chapter 5. So with all of that in mind, let's unpack the text. Earlier we read from John chapter 10 about the good shepherd, Jesus. The good shepherd 
enters by the door. The Good Shepherd, in fact, is the door. The Good Shepherd calls to his sheep. The sheep know his voice and they respond. As we know from other passages of scripture, the Good Shepherd leaves the 99 to find the one. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Church, Jesus is the Good Shepherd. At the beginning of John chapter five, Jesus is there at the sheep gate, a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda. Here lie a multitude of desperate and ailing people, blind, lame, paralyzed. And in the multitude of those waiting at the sheep gate, Jesus, the good shepherd, notices the one. One man who has been there for 38 years, lying in wait for the hope of restoration by those healing waters. Do you want to be healed, Jesus asked him. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going, another steps down before me. Let's pause. As we have worked our way through John's Gospel, have you noticed that water is a consistent theme? The water of baptism, John the Baptist, the water turned wine, you must be born again of water and spirit, drink this living water and you will never be thirsty again, and here again we come to the waters. People expected that these specific waters would bring them their healing. That is why they were sitting there, waiting for them to be stirred up. Now remember what I said a few weeks ago. When we see water in the Bible, it's just a good practice to think about baptism. This is a man who wants to be led to healing waters, but nobody will take him. For 38 years he was left waiting, and the few times he could make it down, others would push past him and he would miss his opportunity. <laughs> Now, last week at this church, we vowed once again that with God's help, we will lead Peter to the waters of baptism, another child. The vow we make in baby dedications extends beyond just the babies who were dedicated by their parents under the roof of this building. It extends to each child who has been dedicated to God that happens to walk through the doors of this building. It extends to the children whose parents aren't with them here at this church and who may have never confessed Jesus as Lord. It extends to the adults who have not yet been able to dip their toe in the pool, the river, or the Resurrection Assembly horse trough. Do not pass your neighbor by for 38 years. Take the vows seriously and lead people to healing waters. And for those of you who have been laying beside those waters, desperate for help, desperate to be seen, 
to be cared for, to have somebody take you by the hand and walk you down to the pool. For those of you who have tried to walk in only to be shoved aside, know this, God sees you. God sees you in the multitude. God sees you in your desperation. And in the kingdom of God, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Church, God sees you. When Jesus sees this man who waited for 38 years, lying on his own death mat, he doesn't holler to the disciples to pick him up and clear a path. He doesn't yell at the crowd and say, no, no, no. It's not your turn, get out of the way. It's his turn, finally. He doesn't even lead him down to the water himself. Because the waters weren't magic. The waters themselves don't heal. Instead, it is the voice of the Good Shepherd who calls us through the waters. It is Jesus Christ, victor of the grave, who has the authority to give life to the dead. Church, this is really important and it's nuanced. Baptism matters. It matters a lot. There is a reason that God commands us to be baptized and to baptize others. There's a reason that Jesus tells Nicodemus he must be born again of water and spirit. But the point is not the water itself, though the water is important. The point is that when we are baptized, we are baptized into Christ. It's not really about the work we do getting to the waters or the work we do getting other people to the waters. Sure, those things matter, and we shouldn't forsake them. It is, however, very much about the work that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is working until now. Jesus, by whom and through whom all things were created, is the one who has the authority to part the waters, to walk upon them, and to quiet their raging. So, it is fitting that Jesus, the Good Shepherd, who speaks and whose sheep obey, calls this desperate man up from his bedside, beside the still waters. Rise, take up your bed and walk. Now don't cool yourself. We are all just as desperate and helpless as this man was. We're saved by grace, not of works that men can boast. We all, like sheep, have gone astray and turned everyone to his own way, but the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. We are desperate, and we need Jesus to call us up from the posture of death. We will need Jesus to call us out from the tomb. Rise. Now, if you haven't noticed, those words are plastered above the sanctuary doors as you come into the church. Because those are resurrection words, and this is resurrection assembly. See, this is the story of resurrection. We should look at it that way because Jesus himself interprets this healing of the man beside the sheep gate that way. It's right there. After the man stands, takes his bed, and walks, the official 
the officials become furious because he did this on the Sabbath. You aren't supposed to be picking up your mat on the Sabbath. Jesus doesn't apologize, apologize for healing this man, though. No, he doesn't apologize, apologize, and he doesn't even stop there. He doesn't just dismiss the Sabbath in the eyes of the Jewish leaders. Jesus goes on to equate himself with the Father. My Father is working until now, and I am working. This may seem like a small statement, but this has the Jewish leaders so outraged, they want to kill Jesus all the more. And he doesn't just let it pass. He goes on to assert that the Son does indeed have the authority of the Father. Authority over the Sabbath, authority to execute judgment, authority to raise the dead to life. This is not a small claim, church. And anyone who tries to argue that Jesus didn't say he was anything more than a prophet or a teacher should read the book of John a few more times because the Jewish people wanted him dead for making himself equal with God. John chapter 5, verse 18. Jesus has authority to call the dead from their tombs. The hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. That's what Jesus says after he calls the man who had been lying on his mat in the posture of death to rise. We have talked about the hour, the countdown in John. And Jesus is saying, now the hour is both coming and even here when the dead will rise. Follow me here. Jesus is equating what they just saw with the hour when they see the dead rise. Like I said, this is a story about resurrection. We know that our only hope of resurrection is in Christ, who is the firstborn of the dead, the first to remain risen from the grave, which leads us back to the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd has authority to call his sheep to life because he first lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, has the authority to call the dead from their tombs and to pull us out of the waters because he passed through death to eternal life first and for our sake. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the good shepherd sent by the Father. Church, we need Jesus. We need the Good Shepherd. This is the good news. Jesus laid down his life in love for our sake. The good news is even more than that, because just as the Good Shepherd laid down his life on the third day, he rose again for our sake. Christ is risen, and by him we too will be called from the tomb. This is why we do not mourn like those with no hope. Because the Good Shepherd has the authority to undo death. Jesse, you have the kids coming. That is
why we can say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Because even if the corrupted powers of this world, war and sickness or murder, take the very breath from our lungs, we know that on the last day, the Lord Jesus Christ will call each of us by name, rise, and on that day, every knee will bow and tongue confess that he is indeed Lord of all, victor of the grave, to the glory of God the Father. So church, now we must learn to listen for God's still, small voice. Practice discerning it now through prayer, through the reading of scripture, and through the witness of the church. We must begin now to obey the call of the Good Shepherd, that we too might inherit eternal life through him. Listen to him. Walk by the Spirit. Hide his word in your heart. And if you have never been baptized, don't wait 38 years for somebody to invite you. Instead, hear the call of the Good Shepherd now. Get in the waters and walk through them with Jesus. Find your healing and rise with Christ. I invite you, church, to stand with me. Father, thank you so much as we celebrate. Because we should celebrate. Because Jesus, the Good Shepherd, laid down his life for us, his wandering sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, is the light of the world, and not even the darkness of the grave can overcome his glorious, his gracious, light-giving brilliance.